the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaitlin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And welcome to Thursday. Uh, Just Another day of complete insanity. Uh, Everything's down today. Uh, Janet Yellen is talking today, uh, which is having an adverse effect on a lot of things. I don't know why she's never right about anything. We probably should just, whatever she says, we should probably do the opposite. But we had a boatload of, of, of data out from retail sales to industrial production, jobless claims, and, and very much a continuation. Uh, the Fed's in trouble here. Uh, Jeffrey Gunlatch yesterday, we talked about him talking about problems in the credit markets. And, and the data today, not helpful. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but, but Jason, uh, the, everything's out. Oil's down. Gold's down. Uh, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ's down. There's talk now of China needing to devalue their currency. Japan's trying to stave off their currency decline. Germany is worried about a Lehman Brothers moment. Uh, The the hits just keep on coming. Yeah, well, the economic state of the the planet is is, uh, very uh, shaky as it is, Joe, and it really has really stopped since 2008. It's just uh, been in a holding pattern, right? So now everything's coming in for a landing, and Everybody's trying to figure out if there's a spot on the runway for them. Yeah, and you bring up, and, and, and the reason why, and Jason really hits it here, it hasn't changed since 08, but a lot of things, a lot of people say, oh, no, it's changed a lot. Right, look at the Dow. The Dow, not only did the Dow stabilize, it came roaring back. I mean, we went all the way to 37,000, right? And, and, and the illusion that things got better. Of course, anybody... Uh, that's listened to this show, and, and we didn't even know. Here's the, the the part that is frustrating, is we didn't even know how much money they really used to cover up what happened in 2008. Matter of fact, we didn't find out till this year uh, with Freedom of Information Act request. We are supposed to know this information in, in 2012. So in 2010, Freedom of Information Acts were, were requested of the Federal Reserve. And by law, the Federal Reserve, and I don't know why they're even allowed to do this, but apparently they were allowed to hide things from us for two years. That was That's how it, it's written. And then Freedom of Information Act request was made. The Fed went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decided with the Fed that it was too dangerous, too dangerous for us to know what they really had done and, and to come out and find out that, that I mean, almost $30 trillion 
was spent by the Federal Reserve covering things up. And, and again, remember, we, we had this long period, as Jason talked about, where everything, you know, hadn't been great, right? Go back uh, to the second term of Obama. Go back to the first term of Trump. Remember, uh, we had a couple of quarters. Remember that couple of quarters where GDP got to 3%, but by and large, GDP was right around 2%. And, of course, they were saying there was no inflation, which we obviously there was, but they, they like to cover things up. But now the reason why it's different is this is the first time in what what's almost 20 years, not quite 20 years, about 18 years, where the Federal Reserve is on this huge tightening cycle. Uh, we had a brief moment with Janet Yellen. Remember, they, they raised interest rates a couple of times. We're reducing their balance sheet. I think that whole thing lasted about six months, uh, Jason. But this time, this is going on and on and on. And it's really wreaking havoc because the problem is half of the data tells you to stop raising rates. And then the other half of the data tells you you got to keep raising rates. That's right. You know, we've said it uh, since this inflation came roaring in in 2021 that the the Fed's in a catch 22. You know, really, they, they, there's two bad things: inflation, you raise the rates to stop the inflation, but then you have a recession coming in, which looks more like a depression, and you have to lower rates and print money to help with that. And you can't do both at the same time, Joe. And I think that's what they're attempting to do: is some sort of quasi both at the same time. Because they don't really tell you where the money's going. If they're printing money and giving it to somebody, we're not going to know about, it, are we? Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, what what do we know? What don't we know? Uh, but we did get some, like I said, economic data out. The the here's the conflicting part. We had manufacturing activity in Philadelphia and New York, both in contraction. Now that I don't think that's a surprise. Uh, that we we we've known. Uh, that the manufacturing side of things has been been weak. Then we got jobless claims. And this has really been perplexing because we were talking about how jobless claims, remember, they were going up every week, every week, every Got right near that 270,000, which is kind of one of those numbers where you start to get worried. And then miraculously, Jason, over the last what, say three, four, five weeks, jobless claims have come right back down. Matter of fact, today, an even lower number, 213,000, and that was seasonally adjusted. I actually found the unseasoned number, and, and believe it or not, it's the lowest unseasonal, uh, unseasoned number in jobless claims that we've had in decades. Very, very problematic. When we get back, we're going to finish with that and talk retail sales, which also was disappointing. Don't touch that dial. 800-951-0592. Right now, gold's down 30. Silver's down 40. Uh, the Dow's down almost a couple of hundred. The Nasdaq's down a couple of hundred. The S&P's down 40. I mean, crude oil's down three. Uh, the 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 very very complicated scenario is playing out. It, it's pretty reminiscent of Jason and I 
again, talking about, and we've been talking about this for, what, a good year and a half at least, about how the Fed has put itself in this corner, whether on accident or on purpose really doesn't matter, where damned if they do, damned if they don't, right? Damned if they do, right? You raise rates, stock market gets crushed, the economy goes into recession and, and I think probably depression. Uh, the, or the other scenario, damned if they don't. Hey, we don't fight inflation and everything uh, that it costs more and more and more and more and then people continue to be able to afford less and less and less. But the, the real net effect is millions of Americans are going to fall back into, or well, fall, millions of Americans are going to fall into poverty that middle class shrinkage uh, is is picking up, and today is a great example of just that. So, industrial production says recession. Right? Think about it. housing says recession. Industrial production says recession. Retail sales today. So, first, two things happened. First, they took July's number and lowered July's number by almost half of a percent. So a big, a big change in what they said July's number was. August, after the adjustment, the headline number was up three-tenths, so really it would have been negative. But the problem is the, the unadjusted numbers aren't very good. The other problem is that when you look at inflation, even with this three-tenths number, uh, it was actually down. In other words, inflation caused all of the increase and more. There was a huge drop in gasoline that should have helped the number. It didn't. The When you strip out autos so there was a big move in autos so i don't know if maybe some of the automobile companies made some deliveries uh but neither here or there when you exclude autos which is always what the fed likes to do which just tells you uh autos can skew the number kind of like aircraft parts and things like that sales were down three tenths which again uh not good because the estimate was supposed to be for a one-tenth increase didn't happen and remember that's on top of a four-tenths reduction in july so the number's even worse than that and then uh the the biggest thing in there is when you looked at uh what they call the control group this is the thing that the fed likes to use uh for inflation and jason that number was not good either so this tells the fed Right, things are slowing down. Don't raise rates. So we had two things that said don't raise rates: industrial production, retail sales. But then jobless claims, jobless claims, like I said, has now fallen down to two hundred and thirteen thousand. And if you use the unadjusted number, it was the lowest unadjusted number in decades. Uh, in this report, which tells the Fed what keep raising rates. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've said this many times uh, recently, uh, and people need to understand this when it comes to a central bank um, to be to be so called given that power for the government of whatever country your central bank is in. 
for you to exist, you cannot have inflation. You can't have Weimar Germany, Joe, and, and pretend that your central bank is going to uh, exist past that. So they have to, no matter what happens, no matter how bad the situation gets or uh, how it appears in the storyline, they have to they have to attempt or look like they're going to fight the inflation above all else. Because if we go to the gas station and we have $11 a gallon gas, uh, people are going to be storming to Washington, D.C. And then, then they might just get educated enough and know what we know, Joe, which is they should have got rid of that central bank a long time ago. Yeah, and, and again, the, the, the thing about all of this is really going to be none of the things we just talked about. It really has to do with all the things we can't see. And this is when you've got to uh, go to the guys that have that inside information. Uh, that's why we talk about Jeffrey Gunlatch all the time because uh, at DoubleTree, he's no one has uh, when the, when it comes to credit markets. Every all the major players go to that guy, right? The average guy can't do anything uh, with Gunlatch. He is the bond king. He has the the visibility to this all. Remember yesterday we told you those markets, those are the warning. That's the check engine light on your car. And not only is the engine light on, uh, it's been on. And yesterday, Gunlatch was saying, not, uh, the engine light's been on. Now all of a sudden the car's making a, uh, a, a weird noise on top of the fact that the engine light's been on and essentially saying, hey, get ready. This thing's getting ready to implode because the central bank is raising rates and they're not taking long enough to see what the real effects on the credit markets are. And, Jason, they're going to blow this thing up. That's kind of the shortened version of what he said yesterday. Right. And and coming from the, the banker, you know, let's just go with the Fed, the Fed standpoint. And these, these are private corporate interests that run and own that bank. And no matter what the situation is, there's always a situation ripe for profit. So if you have uh, a situation where you should be printing money and dropping rates to zero, at the same time you have inflation, which means you have to raise the rates, there's going to be a crashing and burning situation. But whatever the Great Reset or whatever, whatever, wherever we're headed, Joe, they're the ones that get to make the decisions to, to do whatever they're going to do, and they're going to be the ones that can profit off of whatever chaos happens. This is why you got to try to educate yourself on what's going on Listen to a show like this and, and, and make wise decisions to protect yourself, Joe. Yeah, and, and now it's even – this is just incredible. It's starting to affect our troops here at home. Uh, the, the problem is food inflation, and we talked about this, the biggest jump in food prices since the 70s. And obviously if we calculated it like we did in the 70s, probably the biggest jump in food prices ever. Think about that. That's a fact. The largest increase in food prices ever. They're willing to admit that food prices year over year are up like 11 or 12 percent. And again, remember how they calculate it. Obviously, uh, a, a good rule of thumb is just double the number, right? Well, now they're saying that the index for food is starting to have an effect on the troops and saying that the, especially the enlisted members of the U.S. military, Jason, don't have enough money to buy food for their families, and they're now saying that they need to put our troops on food stamps. 
I'm not kidding. Oh, I, well, I mean, I thought active duty, a lot of those expenses were paid for. I know when you go to basic training, you're not buying food. But I, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly well, how. Well, I mean, like, 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 again, right? Maybe the, the guy that's in, hey, he's going to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but his wife doesn't get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. His kids don't get breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? And and, and now the Army's saying that it's becoming a significant problem yes. yep. and that, that troops of all ranks have been seeking assistance and advice through the Army uh, Financial Readiness Program and they're saying now the solution may be that they need to start issuing food stamps to our troops. And, and again, this just highlights how bad the problem really is. I guess they could just add that to the military budget. How's that? <laughs> they don't seem to decrease the military budget very often, Joe. That's well, you know what's so funny is they brought it up. Why, why is it? Uh, and again, we continue to spend incredible amounts, disgusting amounts on, on our military. And obviously, with all the weapons we've been sending you to Ukraine, right? Hey, we gotta we gotta make more of them because uh, you know, if we give it all to Ukraine, then we don't have any for ourselves. And people are asking the question. Why isn't a pay increase in the works with all of that money? But they're saying that 24%, so let's call it roundup, 25%, one in four enlisted personnel are what, they, what they're calling experiencing food insecurity right now. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, they, uh, this sure smells like they just want to keep spending money, Joe, because, once again, it is a Ponzi scheme. And, and even though they've had to drop the rates to keep the inflation down, they have to keep the money supply high if they don't want it to crash it. This is why I feel like it's going to be a timed event. I just don't know what their timing is. Is it uh, the next election cycle, the president, or is it going to happen in October, or is it going to be a little bit of both, you know, kind of a stair-stepping down, a kind of a crash and thud, you know, downward a uh, step at a time i we don't know joe but it's it's going to happen things are when, when the markets went down for, for the depression 1929 when the crash happened uh the markets the s&p for example didn't come back for 25 years and in 1968 when all these countries started repatriating their gold because they didn't trust the dollar was being printed honestly uh the s&p went down it didn't come back for 27 years no wait, wait, i reverse it 27 years from 1929 25 years from 68 to 93 we're heading for one of those, Joe. I'm convinced that the markets will start going down, and it's going to be a generation before we recover that thing. So uh, I've never liked the markets, Joe. It's just a scary place to be unless you know exactly what companies you're investing in. Exactly right. And this is a situation. Uh, so uh, real quick, uh, the rail strike has been averted. Once again, the headlines are coming out. Uh, the deal includes a 24% across-the-board pay increase for all railroad workers of all unions. Jason, think about this. This was Remember, we gave a 25% increase for people in food stamps, and now they're saying, hey, you know what, the military needs to go on food stamps. It's not enough. Rail worker pay up 25%. Again, this is huge, huge inflationary-type numbers. Uh, this isn't, you know, normally, right, you get a, a 3% raise, and you're like, oh, I feel lucky. Oh, I got a 5% raise. That was like, oh, look, that, that's incredible. 24% uh, is the numbers that we're talking about. So, again, this is this is another number, right? This forces the Fed, another one of these things. And we talked about it in the last jobs. Remember the last jobs report? 
when, when I said this is horrible because the wage number was so hot that it was going to cause the Fed to have to raise rates even higher. Jason, this is more of the same today. Agreed, Joe, agreed. And that, you know, they're going to raise the rates so is it next week, I think, right? They're going to do it again next week. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, we're going to get 75 basis points, which is going to put the rate between 3 in three and a quarter percent, uh, Ray Dalio, we've been talking about him the last couple of days. Uh, he, he, he has said at four and a half percent. So we're going to be at three for all practical three on, on Wednesday. I, I have already said we're going to be between four and four and a quarter by the end of the year. Uh, Ray Dalio is like, listen, at four and a half percent, just take 25 percent off the equity markets as a starting point. That's that's very reasonable. How, what kind of time frame, though? How fast would it go, Joe? Well, again, so the, he's thinking we're going to be at four in uh, at that four and a half number uh, at, at the beginning of 2023. So. Uh, for at, at, at the end of the year, the next Fed meeting, he thinks the first Fed meeting of 2023, we're going to see 4.5%, and he thinks the, the equity markets by that first the first six weeks of 2023, between now and then, are going to lose another 25%. So make sure you have your portfolios ready for that. This is not the same old, same old. This is nothing like the same old, same old. The, the bottom line here is this is a ultra-uber-high-interest-rate environment, and your portfolio better match it or it's going to be a rough ride. Pizza Radio News Hour will be back after the break. 800-951-0592, and I just uh, received a email here. Uh, I've got the... We haven't done one of these in a long time here. This is the Stone Cold Lead pot, lead Pipe Lock of the Week, Lock of the Month. Uh, this is an incredible opportunity. Uh, I've got 100 of each. I've got a $120 Liberties, a $120 Saints. These are going to be AU, which is almost uncirculated. This is, you know, the the right before a coin could get graded. My guess is a lot of these coins probably could get graded, but the difference in the price doesn't make it, you know, because you know, getting coins graded now costs a fortune. Uh, so uh, the I'll just read to you uh, what. They, they sent me about this particular deal. So I've got a hundred of each, a hundred AU $20 liberties, a hundred AU $20 saints. Uh, and again, these are the nicest uh, of the nice before they get put in their plastic cases. Uh, and, and here's what, what they, they refer to them at here. These are solid. AU coin. So these aren't, you know, hey, they're nice, I don't know, borderline, no, solid AU coins. And this is the part I like the best, a really good mix of dates. So a lot of times, and Jason will tell you this, especially like on the Liberties, uh, when you when you start to get into the nicer ones, you, you, you usually get like, like 1900, 1900, 
uh, 07s, right? You get a lot of those. So it, it's nice to know you're also going to get a good mix of dates, but it's all about price. So right now, AU Liberties and Saints on my website are 2107. I've got the hundred of each, 1995 uh, adjacent, and I don't even know the last time just a regular 20 was below $2,000. Uh, I know this for a fact. We have not had an AU 20 below two grand for years. Yeah, that's 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 a great great price. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't even there's not really a whole lot to say other than what you just said. This this is a great way to come in and get one of these uh, pre thirty three gold coins that we specialize in. Uh, the Saint Gaudens, uh, obviously, that was the uh, Teddy Roosevelt one. Uh, got Saint Gaudens to he got Gaudens to come in and, and and make these these coins to to, to make the coins look uh, more attractive, like what uh, Teddy Roosevelt thought the uh, European coins looked. And uh, that's why the change, all the old gold, whether it be St. Gons or the Liberty Design, it's the same coin, same weight, same exact gold content. But 1907 to 1933, it was the St. Gaudens. Obviously, when gold was made uh, to be confiscated, a lot of the St. Gaudens were sitting in the bank. So there's there's not as many years of these that were made. A lot of them got melted down. So there's there's a, there's a lot to uh, have on one of these, and, and especially at this price, Joe. That's, that's a great, yeah, great way to get it, in. It's all about price. This is insanity here. Obviously, uh, they've got some inventory they want to get rid of. They, they call us. They reach out to us. They know we're on the air right now. Uh, this is what they want to sell. This is what we're going to sell. You can mix and match. You want uh, five of each. If you want all libs, if you want all saints, uh, it doesn't matter. All of these are pre-1933. Uh, the, the, the liberties, you know, that's the side profile of Lady Liberty's face. Uh, 1866 to 1907, and according to this, hey, he's got a lot of dates, so to get AU quality coins, uh, think about this, uh, all of the liberties are over 115 years old. Some of them you're talking about over 150 years old, and these things are going to be, I mean, they're not going to be new, but they're going to look really, really nice. Uh, and then, the, obviously, the St. Gaudens, uh, that's what the silver eagle design comes from. That's the full-bodied lady, lady Liberty, as Jason said. Teddy Roosevelt wanted the coin to be what he thought was more majestic-looking because America was now a superpower. Uh, and, and again, they're called the St. Gaudens because the artist Augustus St. Gaudens is the one who designed it. And he just happened to die right before the coins were going to be released to the public, so they named it after him, Jason. That's correct. And I think he designed one of the Indian designs, too. If I'm, if he I'm did. Correct. He designed the $10 Indian as well. So he, so the Indians were the fractional gold coins that went with the Saints. Uh, Augusta St. Gaudens designed the female version, the $10 Indian uh, and then Bella Pratt, she did the $5 and the $2.5. Those were the male Indians where they carved into the coins. And then they thought those coins had the plague. In 1916, they actually, that was the last year they minted Indians until like 1925. That's right. That's right. Yep. So so lots of, hist lots of history in these coins too, which is really cool, you know, to, to get it at a affordable price versus the the... the Spot price of gold, and we can't handle. You know, it's not our Joe's, not Joe's and I. It's not our fault that the premiums on this stuff has has gotten uh, very heavy. But uh, it, it should not scare you off to buy this stuff. If there's a heavy premium, that means somebody 
is wanting to buy it, and they're wanting you, the uh, small guy, not to buy it. You know, so to me, uh, Joe, every, <clears throat> when I started buying gold and silver, I never worried about the price. Too, I, I, of course, I wanted to make sure I didn't get ripped off, but I, I just knew that I was putting my money into a safe savings, and that I, I was going to be there when I need it. So, this is lowest uh, price above spot I think we've had in a while. Yeah, yeah, and it's $112 off the regular price. It's cheaper than our circulated. I mean, it, all of this, it, it just makes it a, a great opportunity uh, to, to buy. Buy on the dips, from the dips, as I like to say. Uh, silver, I, I know I haven't been running a lot of silver, and silver's been showing strength. Even today, silver's not now only down like 30 cents. I mean, it's not. It, it's staying above this $19. Looks like it wants to go higher, apparently. The death of the queen, the queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, has caused a huge run on silver. Because I think what the the the, uh, the British have her on the coin. I think the Canadians have her on the coin. The Australians have her on the coin. Uh, so people have been buying uh, these coins. You know, obviously commemorating her death. And all the the mints out there are saying, "Hey, listen." She's going to be on the coin next year, the year after, right? She's going to still be on the coin. But, uh, again, people are uh, feeling pretty nostalgic. That's interesting because, yeah, because uh, before Queen Elizabeth, it was king, and I always forget the names of the kings, but it was it was, it was was not her until she took over the uh, the monarchy. So they, they should be changing to a, a portrait of King Charles on these uh, coins. Here, Charles, so. right, and they're saying that they're not going to. Uh, we'll see. But what it's done is, and Jason can tell you every day, wholesale. It's it's never good when wholesalers are emailing their dealers, uh, trying to buy silver from us. It's supposed to work the other way around. Uh, so so anyway, there's silver out there. The prices are what they are. These states. So this is the buy of the week, probably the buy of the month, maybe the buy of the year. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. Jason Iris coming right back. Hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Keep buying here. Listen, when it turns, it's going to be so fast. Like I said yesterday, uh, what was the the number that was out? Yes, oh the Tuesday, the inflation number. Had that inflation number been what Wall Street was promising us, gold would probably be up a hundred bucks. At least, maybe more. Uh, when when the Fed breaks this thing, that's when you're going to see the slingshot happen. So take advantage here today. This is an incredible, incredible opportunity uh, to to buy AU quality twenties, uh, Liberties and Saints at nineteen hundred and ninety five dollars. Uh, you're essentially buying it like gold's like fifteen seventy five. I mean, it's sixteen seventy right now. So you're buying it uh, with, with with a lot of room here. Take advantage of it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And another. Here's another another one of these sides, right? And the Fed is trapped here. Half the data says you got to keep raising rates. The other half says, what are you doing? You're gonna you're just gonna cause a horrible crash. Uh, Redfin. One of the, uh, you know, one of the big online mortgage companies. The average mortgage payment since the beginning of the year. This is incredible, Jason. The average monthly mortgage payment 
up 38.5%. And I've got bad news. Rates have shot up in the last week. So it's going to be even more than that now. But think about this. The average mortgage payment up 40% since the beginning of the year. I just checked in on the U.S. bond market. The one-year note is now yielding 4%. Uh, the 10-year note, right, is at 3.45%. Uh, Jason, it, it just keeps going higher. And, of course, on Wednesday, we're going to get another three quarters. Obviously, now here's the problem. Six weeks from Wednesday, because of the data that we're seeing, we know they're hiking again. The question's going to be, uh, I'm saying 50 basis points because that's what they've been saying uh, is it going to be another 75? Could it be 25? I don't know. But but I get the feeling it's going to be 50, and I think that's when you start seeing gold start rising. When they come off, okay, they've been doing 75, 75, 75. Well, now it's 50. And I think they're going to go 50, 50, and then, then it's going to be 25, 25, and then it's going to be, oh, no, we broke it all, and it'll be all chaos after that, Jason. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears> – <throat> It's a similar situation to the 70s, but it's it's a little different because we're further down the road now. In the 70s, there was a lot of gloom and doom in the 70s. You know, you just the, the Vietnam War had just ended early in the decade, and the inflation came roaring in. And buying homes with these astronomically high interest rates made it very unaffordable for a lot of people. So when Reagan came in and everyone thought he was just such a miracle, well, what happened was they, they finally jumped on top of the inflation. They brought those rates down to the reasonable levels. And there was all this big spending going on. You know, the Reagan years was a lot of spending. You know, it's like, well, the way to make to get out of this and, and, and make everybody uh, happy is, is let's just spend a lot of money. I don't know if on the back end of this, being similar to the 70s, Joe, if, if there's going to be a, an ability to make a big spending plunge after this, to, to have a, a 1980s sort of spending binge that everyone's going to be happy about. I, I don't think they can do it this time. How, how long is this going to last, right, Joe? Yeah, and that's the problem. See, and this is where I'm at. Uh, I think the Fed raises till they break it because I don't think they have a choice. The the problem is the go-to card has been since really since 1971. It's the same card. Okay, we broke it. Everybody print more money, right? Bring rates back down to zero. Uh, quantitative easing. Uh, the government goes out and spends record amounts of money. That's always been the playbook. But because of inflation, Jason, I don't think they can do that playbook again. Well, it's a Ponzi scheme, so we, we must understand for it to continue, it has to, those dollars, whether it be treasuries or physical dollars, digital, whatever it is, has to be stuffed somewhere. And it doesn't look well, like that's, people don't want to stuff them. Point. There's nowhere to stuff them anymore. Yeah. You can't have what happened in the 80s because, I mean, look at Japan. They loved treasuries man we just we just they became the maker of all goods and services everything was made in japan people seem to forget it wasn't made in china it was made in japan and then they just shifted it to china so we don't have places to stuff bags of federal reserve notes joe that's that's why it's different this time we have the inflation of the 70s and where are they going to stuff this ponzi scheme money they're going it's going to break to to jason's point if i let's just say i'm right hey we can't go to that trick well then the house of cards collapses Right, because you can't support the debt levels, period. Especially, think about this, uh, Redfin is now saying that home buying activity has already fallen 40% from 2008 
from the beginning of the year. Oh, by the way, the average mortgage payment is up 40%. And obviously, it's getting worse. We, we Let's face it, because rates are still rising. I mean, we haven't... Housing down 50, 60, 70%. I mean, it, it's unconscionable to think about uh, that level of inactivity in one of the most... Uh, the, the the biggest debt market that we have, and, and Jason, to Jason's point, it's one of two things, right? It's either keep the Ponzi scheme going, throw all this money at it, run away inflation, reactivate, send everything back to zero, uh, blow up the Fed's balance sheet to twenty trillion. The U.S. debt goes to fifty or sixty trillion. Uh, houses are a million dollars. Cars are one hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, rents three grand for a, a one bedroom. If you're in New York, it's ten grand for a one bedroom, or reset. Right, Jason? Right. One of the reasons that Weimar Republic Germany was such a disastrous hyperinflation situation. They didn't have the world reserve currency, and there was nowhere else to stuff their money. This this is what happens to all currencies when there's nowhere else to put it. We're headed for that. There, nobody wants Federal Reserve notes or. They're going to come up with a trick, Joe, where they're going to try to stuff it. They're going to make countries want to take those month, that money. That means some kind of worldwide emergency, doesn't it? That's what means, yeah. Call 911. How much gold do you have in your portfolio? 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Today's special. I'll, I'll get it online today. Uh, give me a few minutes here uh, during the, the long break at the top of the hour. I'll get her done. But we have almost uncirculated AU $20 Liberties and $20 Saints. So you can mix and match. You can go all Libs. You can go all Saints. This is all pre-1933 U.S. gold. Uh, but we're talking about price here because that's really what matters. They're at 1995 just to give you perspective here, that is $112 a coin off. They're $35 below a really nice, and you guys buy from us, you know, we, we, we carry really nice product. Even our circulated gold uh, is really nice, but it's $35 below even that price, Jason. It's the first time since COVID that AU20s have been uh, below two grand, maybe any 20. I think once here or there for a day, maybe a circulated 20 was 1995, maybe. Uh, but never an AU here. This is a huge, huge opportunity here. Uh, 1995, Liberties and Saints, uh, you pick it, 800 951 and it's been a just a treacherous day because all the data, all the different data, jobs, job, jobless claims says rates got to go way higher. Uh, the railroad strike being averted, a 24% of run, a 25% increase in wages says rates got to go way higher. Retail sales says, man, rates are starting, inflation starting to hurt the consumer, the, the retail sales, there's no growth. 
you, we, outside of anomaly and autos, retail sales were not good. They, they lowered, uh, July, which said, hey, don't raise rates, right? Uh, industrial production from New York and Philadelphia said, don't raise rates. And Jason, it's the perfect, this is the box that we've been talking about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and, uh, when people start to figure out that things aren't, uh, uh, working very well for them. I, I just I was watching just local news talking about oh people are starting to figure. It. We just did a poll and the poll says that lower income uh, people in Colorado are they're having trouble making ends meet. I'm <laughs> like, wow, maybe you should have been listening to the show two years the US ago. U.S. Army just told we just told our troops to go on food stamps. That's what we did today. The U.S. Army saying the troops are calling asking for assistance. We're telling them. To, to get onto food stamps. I think this is another number we need to watch. This food stamp number, is it starting to grow? And obviously, uh, the answer to that is going to be yes, it is. Uh, things like, remember, uh, Japan now trying to stop its currency from collapsing. Now today, people are talking that China needs to significantly weaken its currency. Jason, these are all factors in all of this. Uh, the Dow, the losses now picking up steam here. Uh, if gold is any indication, uh, and, I, you know, it, it, it correlates a lot. Usually when there's big drops in gold, there's big drops in stocks. This could be a big down day. We'll see. Uh, gold's down 30. Uh, the Dow's down 200 now. Right now, 30,000 in change. So it's lost 31. Uh, I, I think we're going to see the Dow, unfortunately, in, in the in the 20s, Jason, very soon. When that starts going, then it can just uh, keep on continuing, right, Joe? And then uh, we'll just see that slide happen. That we, we could be heading for that October problem we've been talking about. It's only a couple of weeks away. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.